welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Haller. Now, I've had some pretty cool people on the show, and I preface this often because I really try not to have not cool people on the show, but uh, I don't know, it was about six months ago, my guest today and I were on a panel, and when we got done, I just thought to myself, we have to find a way to keep doing stuff together. Uh, Emily Bender has a brain that is absolutely amazing. What she's come up with with Wealth, Wealth Voice, I believe is a game changer, not only in the world of voice marketing, but in the world of marketing. And to be fully clear and transparent, she is so far ahead of everybody in the marketplace that not only does she own this vertical, but I think people are going to be trying to catch up with her here in the very near future. So Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Matt. What is Wealth Voice? Let's just start there and talk about one kind of how you had the epiphany that you wanted to go ahead and venture down this road. And then let's do a brief overview of, of what it actually is. Basically, it's your hands-free homepage. So if you think Squarespace helps you build a website, we help you build an Alexa skill, which is just a voice app. And it lives on 16 or 20,000 types of devices. It's on your smartphone. It's on your smart speaker. It's on your Fire TV, Alexa in the car. We just make it easy to create that and all the key information you might want to share about your company, your brand, yourself, or even your podcast, we put that into a hands-free, good-looking, good-sounding experience that you can send updates through anytime, in real time, like voice tweets, mini pods. It could be a minute-long briefing from your iPhone. Just want to update your clients or your customers, your audience, and it's where it's not cluttered is the key. Everything else on social media, super competitive, but this is a little early, so it's not crowded yet. Where, where, how did you come up with this? I mean, are you just an avid Alexa user and we're like just sitting there hanging out with your device and thought to yourself one day, oh my gosh, I need to, to, to do this for advisors. I mean, how did this come up? I've, I've been a user since I guess 2014 when the first big black echo came out, like that cylinder. Uh, what was the impetus? Really starting in around 2018, I discovered this feature called flash briefing. It's the native news feature. You can say Lexi flash briefing or news. I'll say Lexi so I don't set off any devices throughout the show. And it'll play little mini pods. In a, it's like a feed. Oh, here's Wall Street Journal. Here's Bloomberg, CNBC, whatever you want. But what if there was a way that you could do that with your own skill? So then we started building custom skills. And the Ritholtz guys and Josh Brown said, can you build us a briefing? And when I was going through the process, it was so manual. We had to know how to code all the information was like you had to dig through a forum to find out like this is the weird thing you need to snip and put here to make it work. It's like, why isn't this easy? Uh, so just like early days of building a website, you know, a little HTML and falling snow and there were no easy tools to do this. And I thought, well, I could just design something that anybody could use because I know what the inputs need to be and we'll take care of the back end and just make it a subscription service because that's how everything else works. That's what people are used to. So, so a financial services professional goes ahead and and they utilize you 
so how does a client interact with this? There's two main ways that a client or you know, some, a listener to your podcast might interact with it. So they could just use the phrase Lexi Open Matt, Open Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. And that's called an invocation. So think of an invocation phrase like a URL, like a .com, your homepage. But instead of typing these you know, keys in, you're just speaking it. That takes you to home. And then there's all these other slots that we program, which are wildcards. You could talk about yourself, feature employees, feature hot topics. Tell me about the market. Tell me about financial planning. Um, tell me what's next. Tell me about the product roadmap. And you can just drop in audios and change the graphics and control it. So from a marketing perspective, you could put in your email signature. You could tweet it out. You could do an audiogram and then say, want more? Just say, Lexi, enable whatever your skill name is. And then that basically subscribes people to your updates. Just like you subscribe to email list, follow us on Twitter, enable our wealth voice. So it's akin to that. But it's not interruptive because you can turn off notifications. So it's all very opt-in and respectful because when you're dealing with sound, of course, it's a lot more sensitive than visuals. So this is audio only? There's a visual component to it. So there's graphics, there's branding, there's you can control the colors, upload your photos. But if someone had one of the devices that's audio only, that experience is purely audio only. You just don't see anything. If I, if I do an update, right, does it push that notification to the people who've already subscribed to me? Yes. So notifications with a capital N are any kind of update that Amazon wants to send you. It could be your groceries have arrived, your packages on the way, you have an update from Matt, you have an update from your advisor. It shows in that same place and there's a gentle notification like the ring lights up or there's a on screen. You can turn those off. You can say, Lexi, show my notifications. I always have a ton because I have everybody's skill enabled. So that's how you know there's new content. Yeah. Wow. Also, the customers that really succeed on the platform don't expect it to be a silo because it is a somewhat new technology. And this is a cooler way than I think most people are used to experiencing it. Music, news, and weather, top use cases, right? But going a little deeper and getting more content, you have to tell like, oh, tweet it out. Put a voice hub page on your site, send an email, let them know how to get it, quick link enable. If you just put it there and don't let anyone know it's there, it won't have as much discoverability. That's the same same thing as podcasting. Let's talk about your podcast specifically. How have you used your voice to grow your business and to just gain overall like more awareness for who you are and what you do? I've had podcasts on and off for, I think, at least a decade. The one that I do now, which is my mini pod, it's called Voice Marketing with Emily Binder. Uh, it's a couple minutes long, once or twice a week. It's on all the podcast apps. It's also a flash briefing because I have that whole Alexa component. Um, what I do with it is I just share information freely, and I, I don't have a scarcity mindset with it. Like I give away tips I probably maybe shouldn't, like IP, uh, but... It's, it always surprises me that people find the show and how much I get great feedback. Like, I loved your tip about how to do a quick and dirty audiogram hack. Like that was the latest episode. Uh, but it'll be about business or tech or marketing. Um, it's just a briefing. Just get in and get out. So, and frankly, Matt, it, it was not overnight. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. How long though? Let, let's, so, so. You said a few minutes long, but that, that's a, that's a nebulous. Can you, can you define that just a little bit more? It's never more than five minutes. Maybe once I've I've gone over, five minute max. I think the average is three, three and a half. It's harder to make a good three minute 
mini pod than a five minute one. It, I do multiple takes just to make it shorter. It gets better and better. But the other thing is I don't want to spend that much time on it. I used to do a 45 minute once a week interview podcast, Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast, and it was so much work. It was so much time. It was great, but I did it for two years and I, oh, I just want to do a mini pod. So been doing that mini pod for about three years now. It used to be every day. When did you start seeing the moment, uh, the momentum, right? When did, so, so that's the question, gosh, that we get all the time. The return on investment in, in podcasting, how long am I going to, how long is it going to take before I get whatever they want to get? You have a lot of experience with this. So to, to help us understand your thinking on all of this. Well, it's not overnight. It could be a year or two. And after two years, you might not even have thousands of listeners, but that shouldn't necessarily be your goal. It doesn't matter how many people listen. It just matters that the right people listen. With Wealth Voice, uh, we don't promise like, oh, the ROI will be you'll have all these downloads and become famous. That's not what it's for. It's for intimate communication that's convenient, modern, it's feather in your cap, it's cool, it's where everything's headed if all the charts don't lie but you're not there to become famous. Uh, so it's, it's really just about quality and connecting with the right people. And so what was your other question with, oh, with my show? Well, so just, yeah, yeah, with your show. Um, I share it. The audiograms, I've talked with you about this before. They're everything. Mm -hmm. People who have great podcasts but don't share it. And audiograms are the easiest, most engaging way to share it. And anyone who doesn't know, that's a clip and it's on a graphic and it has captions. So you hear the audio and you can read through it, even if it's on mute. And usually it's the podcast art or the speaker's photo. And these get 4X the engagement of other types of content. You have a great episode and you tweet out a link, even if the copy's really engaging, there's no way anyone will click on it more than they would have if there's a juicy audiogram that's giving them a preview even if they don't click and listen to the full episode, you get the credit for doing it because you got the audiogram there. So it that it does its job. So I've, I've just audiogrammed most of my episodes and that's helped a lot. Social media, I'm on there all the time. It's all organic. It takes forever. Been doing it for <laughs> how many years? Yeah. I'm, I'm in yeah. my mid thirties. I've been on it since, you know, my early twenties. Blogging, same thing. It's been a slow roll. Why do you think that financial services professionals think that because it's new and because there aren't a lot of people there that they're going to get abnormal results. Well, podcasting is having a moment. I guess it has been since probably 2019. There's that watershed day where they said over 50% of Americans have now listened to a podcast. That was not the case even five years ago. So people think this is the thing. Everyone's into podcasting. Everyone has one. So if I do it, like it should be great. And I'm trying really hard. So everyone will find it. It's highly competitive. There's over a million. That was the other thing with Wealth Voice. It's not competitive. It's do both because you're actually going to reach a larger audience with the smart speaker engagement plus the podcast, but with less competition because there are maybe 20,000 Alexa skills that have actual content like a show versus a million podcasts. But the user base, the distribution is actually wider of people who have an Alexa enabled device. Smartphones one. I was just at Podcast Movement, which is the largest podcast convention. There were 3,000 podcasters at this uh, big conference. And um, they were talking about like kind of the categories. And it, it's funny to me because people will say, well, every everybody's got a podcast. 
there's only a million podcasts. Actually, there's about 2 million-ish that are in existence. And in financial services, there's less than 100,000. There's actually less than 50,000. Uh, we're hovering right about 30,000 uh, financial services professionals have done something with their voice. Our industry hasn't even scratched the surface yet. And I love that you said it's an and, not an or. And, and you and I have actually spent a lot of time talking about this, that you know what, what we do here at Proudmouth and what you do at Wealth Voice just makes a lot of sense <clears throat> for us to try to figure out how we can continue to work together and full disclosure with everybody, we're talking about this right now. Uh, Emily Aaron, active talks on figuring out how we can uh, integrate what she's doing uh, into what our platform is because it's so freaking powerful and it's wide open. There's no very few people doing this yet. Um, and I believe, I love the audiograms. I love that you can push great information to your clients. And you had some stats. Do you mind? I'm going to put you on the spot here and I apologize if... You, you know, you need to look at it really quickly, but you, okay, good. Thank you. Let's go through, because everybody, these are mind blowing stats. All right. I'm just going to let you go. Cause you know what I was going to ask. We have a blog post. It's at wealthvoice.ai. You can go see these charts. This data came from the smart audio report that NPR and Edison research put out every year. This is June of 2022, fresh data. So voice assistant use by device for us adults using a voice assistant on the smartphone was up 56% since 2020, um, or I'm sorry, it's at 56% up from 51% of people doing it. So that was a 9.8% increase. And then for people using smart speaker voice assistant, that was at 35%, which was up from 27% in 2020. So these are all going upward. Every chart from this report when it comes to either voice assistants, whether it's smart speaker, whether it's smartphone. But here's the other one, Matt, that I think is really interesting for the audience here, or for anyone who's interested in podcasting, which is Streaming audio and podcast listening habits, these have really shifted to hands-free in the last five years. Share of time listening to audio through a smart speaker is up 400% last five years. Share of time listening to podcasts through a smart speaker up 200%. So this is cool, right? And you, most podcasts, if you have your RSS feed and things are syndicated properly, they will play natively. You can just say, Lexi, play, insert podcast name. But... The thing that's missing is interactivity, more content. It's a missed opportunity because you have somebody with a voice activated device. Why can't they say, tell me about the host, tell me about the company and uh, play the latest update, maybe get bonus content too. So we make that easy. That was the missing piece of it's passive consumption on Spotify, which is great. Like there's nothing wrong with passive, but this makes it more interactive as an option. I just, I, that's one of the things that have, that have happened while I'm listening to shows is I will be listening to it on my phone and then I then open up a tab and start Googling, right. And, and researching, you know, something that they said in there. And, and I love, and in fact, I think that the future of all of this is going to be that major interactivity in the content that we create and having multiple layers of, um, you use a word and you can say like, how awesome would it be able to say, which you can do this, right? Uh, hey, you know, I want to know if you want to know more about this, just use this Alexa skill and say this. And then now people, the, the advisor is, are answering those questions and you're deepening that relation with her even more. I, I just, again, you are the wave of the future. And I just, it, this is just unbelievably cool. I can't believe how many times I'm talking to Siri. Right. I, I just I, it's it's weird. Right. Um, 
Let's talk about that, though, because you are specifically in the world of Amazon. Is this going to be able to translate to other things, Cortana and, and Siri in the near future? What do you think about that? It might. I don't know exactly when, but if I were to make a prediction, we have walled gardens just like with everything else, calendars, email, your iOS, Android. You can't, not everything crosses over. You even have music on Spotify that you're like, well, they're on Apple Podcasts, so I can't see their playlist. That will get resolved because if you think from a user experience standpoint, these companies don't want everyone to be frustrated as much as they want to own their fiefdom. Long story short, I think in the next few years, there will be a lot more of an agnostic cooperation between all the voice assistants. With Siri, Matt, you might be wondering, well, so why aren't you on Siri? You can't build a third-party voice app that is the equivalent of an Alexi skill on Siri. You have iOS apps, and those can be voice interactive like a lot of them are you can even you, you can interact with voice on spotify that's their own voice assistant bbc capital one eno have done the same thing but you, you can't build quite the same thing as a skill and we just you know this is a startup we've been around two and a half years i said what's the market share what's the lion's share of the voice assistant market and the top smart speaker it's amazon so just go there first prove the concept and then maybe develop elsewhere no one's asked for it. Everyone's like, yeah, everyone has an Alexa device. Well, they, and they do. And I think it's funny, you just said something that for those of you out there who have ever played video games, uh, one of the things that had always been really frustrating is, you know, I'm on a PlayStation 4 and you're on an Xbox One and we could never play. That now has happened, right? I mean, you can play games with people on PCs and in that sort of uh, connectivity and and. Uh, ability to play cross platforms. You're absolutely right, Emily. I think that we're going to start seeing that through all of the voice tech also, because nobody wants people to be frustrated. Yes. Do they want to keep them in their own uh, lane? Absolutely. Now I want to switch gears though, because you had been podcasting for, for a long time and you have these, these, these mini pods too. What do you think is the thing that is the biggest mistake that people do when in marketing their podcast, like where are people really falling down in your opinion? This is two part answer. The first is not sharing audiograms and just hoping someone's going to click on your text tweet. Oh, they might, but the audiogram is it's low hanging fruit. Uh, just have to have those. The other one is the links. So this is a little complicated depending on what you have on your own website. Do you have an actual podcast page on your site where all the episodes are available and where there's a menu of here's all the places you can enable it. You could use something like Plink or one of those sort of universal one-click link. We have a post at beetlemoment.com slash Plink that explains. I've talked about this many times. I'm not sponsored by them. I just think it's a clean and easy way to get people to the right place where they want to listen. And it smells what device they're on and it natively, okay, you're on Apple. I'm going to open this in Apple Podcasts. One click. But if you're tweeting out just a Spotify link, you're alienating everyone who listens everywhere else. But if you put all those links in a tweet, it becomes a mess. So send them to the podcast homepage where there is a nice, neat menu. You're going to have a little more brand equity by sending them there than just to the Plink, but the Plink's an awesome option as well. Make it really easy for people to listen. That's it. Just, you know, you shouldn't have more than one or two clicks to get to what you're trying to here. And you also have to tell every single solitary person about it. And we solve that with our partner, Blueberry, right? So you land on your Blueberry landing page and you can actually click on, and it's, it's that basically two clicks and you're at whatever uh, company or where, wherever player you want, it's listed there per episode. 
I want to ask you, this is, I'm curious. I remember using Blueberry when it was like a WordPress plugin in 2010. Um, with Acast, for example, that's the host that I usually prefer. They have those kind of, they're nice, templatized, automated landing pages for your show. It's not on your own website. It's on the Acast domain. Still great, especially if you don't have time to set up your page. My question for you is, have you noticed that the UI on so many of the top podcast hosts like the the widget, you have to click on some little icon to open the menu of all the players, podcast, Spotify, Google Pod. Like it's it's just not a good UI. I don't know why they haven't fixed that. I think that's why I've ended up using Plank so many times. Well, I think in a lot of our our people uh, have have actually moved even to Linktree, right? So it's that one thing, and then you can click on ev everything there. You know, I think the UI uh, user interface for those of you who don't know what that is uh, on on Blueberry. This is why we've really stuck with the company, Emily's. Their 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 development has just been they're they're re re uh, launching and releasing new updates monthly. Uh, they were the first people to really come out with uh, closed captioning now. And so all of our podcasts are actually going to be way more uh, accessible, which is something very, very important to us uh, here at, at Proudmouth. Okay. Now, so you said Plink audiograms, right? What is another one of your favorite podcast hacking marketing techniques that you've got in your bag of tricks? This is an SEO hack. It's also good for your website. I have a YouTube video about this. It's called like Spotify guest marketing hack SEO. So here's what you do. If you are a guest on podcasts frequently and you wanted to have a place where they are all cataloged, saved, accessible, even in three years, which can be hard to do because it really favors the new content. Things get hard to find years later. Make a Spotify playlist of all the episodes where you're a guest. Title it with a keyword rich playlist title like Matt Halloran podcast guest appearances. Embed that on your site, on your like media podcast, media page, whatever. I have this on my site. If you go emilybender.com slash, uh, it's, it's under the headline like appearances under the media podcast, but it's an example of how to do it. And this is, this is good for personal branding. And there's an SEO benefit because Google can scrape that. You can tweet it out. And then you have a body of work in a library that you can build over time and easily find all those old episodes. I think that's just, if you're on podcasts as a guest, do that. Just use those playlists. And they embed so well. They look great. Just It's a paste of Spotify's code. They've already made it look nice. I don't even have that. That's such a wonderful idea. I've been on so many other podcasts. Yeah, I, I'm going to get my team on that. Yeah. You'll forget because you've been on, yeah, hundreds, yeah. I don't know how many, hundreds? Yeah. Wow. Hundreds. So put them on a playlist. Or you could do most popular episodes. I've even done this with my mini pod. We have hundreds of episodes, but I look at the stats and I saw these are the most popular ones. So I made a playlist of top episodes and I embed that at the top of the podcast page so people can get a quick taste and not have to look at the titles of all the last few ones and be like, this one sounds interesting. I don't know. And this is why I love hanging out with you. Every time I hang out with you, I learn something like groundbreaking and new that I'm going to bring to my team and say, oh my God, we got to implement this. All right. Uh, so if somebody wants to find out more about Wealth Voice and how they can build their own Alexa skill and work with you, uh, what what you got, sister? What, what do you got? Go to wealthvoice.ai. You can request a demo. If you want to get a taste you're not sure what is this? How does it work? Just go to our Instagram. The handle is Wealth Voice AI. That's our handle everywhere. We have demo videos. We have audiograms like our Wealth Voice Expert series. You're going to hear it. The last few posts are all the experts. It's like that's their bio. 
That's the first thing that plays in their skill. Just featuring cool people who are smart, sharing information freely. Um, yeah, that's that's the best place to find out and about it. And we will it. make sure, of course, that we have all of our links, uh, all of your links in our summary. I should have said that correctly. All right. So what question should I have asked you that I didn't? We don't have to stuff more content into it. I think we got a lot. All right. Well, I agree. Uh, but I've asked that question and people, yeah, well, I've asked that question. People are like, well, Matt, I really wish you would have asked me this. And I'm like, oh, all right, sweet. All right, beautiful. Well, here's the thing. One of the greatest things about Emily is she is omnipresent and ever present on social. If you aren't following her on LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere, make sure that you're doing that. Make sure you're checking out wealthvoice.ai. Make sure that you're following her. Make sure that you're subscribing to her content micro bits of brilliant information is a great way for you to start your day, your week, your month, your whatever. And Emily provides that content on a regular basis. She speaks all over the place. She will probably be at a conference near you. Uh, if you want to know more, please make sure that you connect. Now, Let's just kind of break down just a couple of things that were said here. Number one, um, we believe in content multiplication, right? That's what our whole platform is. You do something once and then you turn it into a whole bunch of other pieces of content. If you have a podcast, it is very easy to take that podcast and, and make it work with this entire Wealth Voice system that Emily has, which is why we're talking about figuring out how we can actually start executing this stuff together. So there's number one. Number two, everybody, it takes time right? Marketing is a long haul. It is not something that's going to get you quick pops. That's sales. That's not branded marketing that's going to build you momentum over time. And Emily is absolutely proof of what a great brand can do as long as you stick with it. She is known in our industry as one of the smartest people in fintech and is always on the cutting edge of what is the best things in marketing. And that's been by design. I mean, it's also because she's brilliant, but it's also by design. She's been building towards this for the past you know, 10 years years. And last but not least, you have to stay in front of the curve, right? You want to be early adopters in tech like this. And by the way, it's very easy to get this approved from a compliance standpoint, because it can even be scripted if you wanted to. And compliance freaking loves the scripting. And so uh, we can talk more about that another time. And you are going to be hearing from Emily more and more on this show, because we're going to continue to find ways to work together and how you can actually have a great sonic brand audio brand, because that's as important as your regular brand. So Emily, thanks for your brain as always, my friend. And I can't wait to see you at the next conference, which will probably be pretty soon. Thank you so much, Matt. It's always a pleasure talking with you. I appreciate everything you said. And uh, I look forward to finding ways we can collaborate as well. I think it's an obvious marriage. Uh, all men, sister. Okay, everybody, if you have not joined the Pod Rocket Academy, please do. Uh, it is free. Uh, and if you want office hours, it's only a couple, it's like a less than 100 bucks a month. So so please go ahead and check out the Academy. Uh, I'm actually going to try to talk to and talk Emily into helping us create some uh, audio branding content there. She didn't know that yet. I just totally dropped that on her at the end of the show. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later. But if you have not joined the Academy, please, please make sure that you do. Uh, we've got lots of great content. If you want to start your own podcast, you can learn how to do it for free with our Podcasting 101 course. So for Emily, everybody at Wealth Voice and all of us here at Proudmouth is Matt Halloran. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.